0: This is Wildcat Country. It's only right. The ball's in his hands. A milestone victory for Arizona. Simon Says Championship. All the inside scoop on U of A athletics. It's up for the end zone. zone. Arizona has scored the touchdown. Wildcats win. Let's go to work, Cat. Welcome to another edition of Wildcat Country. Eric Cohen and Shane Dale. You know, I, I'll just say this. We all know what we're going to talk about today. We don't have a guest. Uh, it, To be honest, we had a, a pretty nice guest that was set to line up and join us, and he had to bail uh, because of all the news here on Friday morning when we're recording this. Yeah. Uh, let me also say this. If there is not a more popular man than my co-host Shane Dale on the airwaves this week Amazing. regarding yeah. this, uh, congratulations. You've been on what, uh, three news stations. In the if, state they're, if, they're,
1: if they're slumming it with me on the air, you know, it's gotta be a big deal. And a lot of people, other people are busy, but no, it's been, been great. Good exposure for our podcast. But, uh, you know, and I, I talked to the, uh, ABC 15, my old, uh, employer uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. along with K gun down in Tucson. And pretty much everything I've said has been become irrelevant by Friday morning, but yeah. and who knows this podcast will probably be irrelevant by the time we get it out, but we're going to do the best we can.
0: Yeah, so uh, we're recording uh, on Friday morning, and and the latest news is that Oregon and Washington are set to join the Big Ten. Yep. Uh, Arizona looks like it's uh, heading to the Big 12. We're going to act Maybe. as if that's the case, but yeah. what we don't know is if ASU is going to join them.
1: Well, and we're going off the latest, and this is right before we recorded, Brett McMurphy f- uh, filed the story um, about Oregon and Washington jumping to the Big Ten. Uh, and then he mentioned, I'll just read it verbatim from his story. Yep. Uh, with additional mm-hmm. schools leaving the Pac-12, the Mountain West would be open to adding remaining Pac-12 schools uh, to the league. Uh, the Mountain West currently has a linear television deal with Fox and CBS Sports Network with ad- additional games on CBS in the twenty. 20- 25 season. So basically, you'd be looking at a Mountain West Pac-12 merger, even though it sounds like it would be the Mountain West Conference, which I don't know would be considered a power conference or not. So uh, I want to go down, uh, if you'll allow me, just a little pros yeah. and cons list. Yeah. Okay, here's where we're at. It sounds like Arizona's probably still Big 12 bound, but things have changed by the, literally by the minute. So pros of remaining and what's left of the Pac-12. You get continuity. There's definitely some appeal to staying put with so much upheaval elsewhere. The West would still have a power conference of its own, maybe. (laughs) And as of now, a guaranteed college football playoff bid once it expands to 12 teams. Hopefully that would be in the mix. Um, As our friend Corey Leff, a.k.a. John Wall Street, has reminded us, there's likely to be another round of realignment in the near future. So the Pac-12 stays together for the short term in whatever form that may take. Uh, Arizona may find itself in an even better situation in a few years versus the one currently presented to them by the big 12 uh, for football. You still have a presence in California, which has been fertile recruiting ground for Jed fish and his staff. Uh, and this is a bit of a hail Mary, but the the chance that a at a Rose bowl would still be alive, you know, say Arizona puts it all together under Jed fish in a year or two, no USC, UCLA, now Oregon or Washington. If, if the PAC 12 or mountain West or whatever is still the, the, the representative for the Rose Bowl, when when all the dust clears, if Arizona stays there, it's possible Arizona could finally get there. Let's get to the cons uh, and start with the obvious. Less money and visibility. Uh, as far as the money, you're looking at a guaranteed uh, $31.7 million per year through 2031 in the Big 12 versus what sounds like just over $20 million a year in the Pac-12. I don't even know that's on the table anymore after Oregon and Washington have gone. Uh and for visibility, you know, the Big 12 has ESPN and Fox locked up for for another eight years. Uh, we don't know all the details of the Pac 12 media deal, which again may be irrelevant by now. It sounds like it relies heavily on Apple TV. I know for most TV services, you have the option to scroll through and see all of the the uh, sporting events that are currently playing. If Pac 12 games are on Apple TV, those games won't be searchable, and very few people are going to go out of their way to purchase yet another separate streaming service to see a game that they're probably only interested in if they bet on it. Okay. Uh, And you have, you have, you'd have security in the big 12 as well. The security of knowing you're part of a power conference that's growing and not shrinking Uh, some quality competition, even without Texas and OU. And of course on the basketball side, a much more competitive uh, conference schedule versus a PAC 12 uh, without UCLA and USC. Uh, Now I think, I think you'd agree at this point, the cons outweigh the pros and I'd still like to see Arizona take just the sure thing and go to the Big Twelve, um, but I'm open-minded enough to let the process play out. See if there's more than meets the eye with the Pac-12 media deal. Again, if that's even on the table, if there's some sort of merger with uh, the with Mountain West, which does have a, a media deal in place for another couple of years, uh, if they're able to add some more schools, so in decent-sized markets as well, you know they're able to add San Diego State. That'd be a big market. So. Um, anything if they were able to i know if they were able to upt- to maintain that power conference status i would be all for it but now with oregon and washington leaving i don't see how that happens so i think that's i think arizona if they didn't they weren't going to make the move before i think they have to move to make the move now for sure
0: all right all right so i, I want to address two points that you made uh before we get to buy or sell sure um i'll start with the first one the rose bowl the Rose, if Arizona were to be in the top 12 and let's say the Rose bowl were a quarterfinal or a semifinal, they're still going to have they that advantage. Make it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that is out the window. That yeah, that's the Rose fine. bowl thing is out the window. All right. The second one is about future realignment. I, I just, I'm sorry, but I cannot get on board with, and, I, and I'm not going to name names of, of certain people that, you know, uh, we are friends with or align with on this show um, that, that, are big on the future realignment. Arizona's not going to the Big Ten. All right, l- let's just let's look at future realignment options. The SEC, d- you don't want to go there because Arizona will always be outmatched in terms of football. So I would pass on that, okay? I want, yeah. I want no part of that. All right, as far as the Big Ten goes, they're now at what, uh, 16, 7. I mean, there's a lot of schools from the ACC that they're going to want to pluck way before Arizona. Yeah. Stanford and Cal would come before Arizona. Notre Dame, Clemson. Florida State, maybe Miami. I mean, and North Carolina. Well, I it sounds like the time. ACC
1: may implode soon as well. So I right. I think my big question is in a few years are we going to be looking at a Big 3 or a Big 2 because I think that's where we're headed is it's going to be I think it's 3. I you think it's, it's going to yeah, be Big, I think it's big, big gonna 12, three. SEC and Big 10 ultimately. Yeah.
0: And I think yeah. what you're going to see is 3 2014 conferences. Yeah. I
1: maybe. think that
0: I think that is the likely scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh I I don't I mean that's just, I, I I think I listen, I would love for Arizona to be one day be able to join the Big Ten. I just can't see it as viable. I, I just yeah. don't see anything in there how that long term, at least in the next 10, 15 years, how that's viable.
1: Well, with the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams as well, you don't you're in a situation where you don't necessarily have to win the conference or maybe even finish second in the conference to, to get a slot. So it, it from that regard, I, I think it makes it more attractive, even though I'm not a fan of of all this consolidation. And I would like the West to still have its own power conference doesn't sound realistic at this point. Nope. And so I, I think that you're looking, Oh, it's a 24 team conference. How are we ever going to win that? Well, you don't necessarily have to now in order to get into the top 12.
0: Yeah. You would think, so basically this new conference, uh, the big 12, assuming it were to get to 24, they would probably have a minimum of two and a maximum of four seats at the table, depending on the year, you know, yeah. just depending on how how strong the teams are. Yeah. Is Arizona ever going to be one of those teams? I'd say once every 20 to 25 years at they, most. They did it in 2014, so it's possible, but yeah. It, it it's, 2014 and 98. So Okay, so twice yeah. in a, basically a 20-year span.
1: Yeah, I, I think we're both realistic in that. I think if, if Fish stays long-term and is successful at Arizona, that they could be possibly become a perennial top 25 team, probably not a top 10 team, but maybe a team that you know, once every few years sneaks into the top 12. I think that is the absolute best-case scenario for Arizona.
0: So the, as far as basketball goes, I, you know how I've been uh, complaining about the strong non-conference schedule. Well, I, yeah. I don't think you you don't need to do that in future years. Now you you, you don't.
1: I still would. I, I still mean, like it.
0: Well, all right, f- a few games, but you don't need to have five like you do this year. Why are you so
1: opposed to them playing tough
0: teams? You got to get wins, Shane. You got to. I mean, you need it, wins. It, 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 wins against who?
1: It, it doesn't. It doesn't I mean, I,
0: tw- it, Twenty-five wins is going to get you further than eight. If you go eighteen not always. and 11, not always getting, right, at 18 and 11, what's the highest seed you could possibly get? Well, it, a five? It,
1: it's a bit simplistic though, because teams that sometimes teams that have won in the mid to high 20s we'll don't even get into the tournament versus teams that win 18 or 19 games that get in. And again, I'm not so big about seeding because we've seen what the one seed is not uh, impervious to upsets in the first round anymore. The two seed you see, I mean, we saw with Arizona and there's been a bunch of cases of that. So it's a simple process. You get to the damn tournament and then you win six games in a row and you get there. It's not easy, but it's simple. And I don't think that, I think that the seeding is way overrated. So, and I also just like the idea of, you know, taking some licks in the regular season, playing some top cup competition will only prepare you more for the NCA tournament. So I am, okay. I am 100% not with you on this
0: one. Okay. That's I, I, we can agree to disagree on this one. And I'm sure this will be a frequent topic once we see how Arizona's schedules look in the future. Let's get into buy or sell because we have some interesting questions that we have not discussed already uh, as far as this potential realignment. Now, I'm going to operate under the fact that Arizona will end up joining the Big 12 in the next four days at the latest. Okay. So we'll probably record another episode sometime in the middle of next week. If all goes well, I assume Arizona will be in the big 12 by then. If not, I would be surprised. All right. This is by yourself presented by our friends at ice shaker, go to ice shaker.com and use promo code wildcat country to get $5 off. Uh, our friend David bought one of those beauties that Shane is drinking out of on the, uh, Uh, on the live stream here or on the uh, i'll put it back on here real quick yeah Yeah. so uh thanks david for doing that uh really appreciate you supporting get one of these things i mean hey it's a way to support our wildcats in the big 12 right uh (laughs) and ice shaker or you go to fanatics.com and get and get your share of ice shakers over there all right shane number one um it is best for all if arizona and arizona state remain in the same
1: conference buy or sell I will buy just from a, a nostalgic fans perspective. I, I think it would be best for both the Arizona schools. Uh, certainly either way would want them to play each other in football at least once a year. Like if the other sports, I don't care so much about, I feel like still with men's basketball, Arizona's biggest rival has been UCLA, which is why it's a real shame that, that they're heading to the big 10 um, in that regard. Cause we won't have that, that rivalry every year, which I think is one of the best in college sports. Uh but I don't know if they must stay together. I think it would certainly be a good idea. It sounded like before all the chaos happened today, Friday, that uh, ASU was going to begrudgingly come along with Arizona to the Big 12, even with Michael Crow's uh, mixed givings. The president of ASU, for whatever reason, was dragging his feet on this. Uh, so I, I would like them to stick together. I think it would be beneficial for both schools. Uh if one or the other has to go i prefer it to be arizona <laughs> but yeah. uh, and as far but as far as the rivalry goes i hope that one way or the other they're able to keep that going because it's one of the best in the country even though it's not really talked about and uh, you got the 100th territorial cup game would be coming up i believe in 2026 in tucson so uh, hopefully if nothing else they keep that going
0: all right uh, i'm going to sell this i i mean all right fine is it best for all sure do i really care no, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm with you. Everybody. Yeah. Ha- Listen, if you got to look out for yourself and, yeah. and I think Dr. Robbins is doing that. And, and Michael Crow for a smart man, he's playing a really dumb card here. Yeah. He was a giant supporter of Larry Scott's who got the PAC 12 into this disaster to begin with. Listen, Shane, if they had accepted Texas and Oklahoma back in 2012, mm-hmm. this is we a power be in this conference. Predicament. Yeah, nope. And everybody would want to. I mean, the Big Twelve would be would be begging to join. Yeah. Members would be begging to join this conference. Larry Scott screwed this up, but Klayovkov has done absolutely nothing. I mean, literally. How does somebody keep yeah. his job and made millions and done nothing? Nothing. He's gotten yeah. nothing accomplished.
1: Nothing. If you want, even if you want to be really kind, you you just have to say he has not done a good job picking up the pieces from the Larry Scott era. But yeah, it's interesting with ASU in particular, and I know I'm I'm biased, but I feel like. ASU fans think their football program is more prestigious than it actually is. Uh, and they should be better on a regular basis, but they're not, you know, they're typically better than Arizona in a given season, I you know, more often than not. But, you know, for all the crap that they like to give us Wildcats about Arizona never having gone to the Rose Bowl, ASU hasn't been since any of their current players are still alive. And they haven't won it since uh, Ronald Reagan was president. So they're not – a. If they think that you know they're gonna buy their time and a bigger conference is gonna come in and snatch them up, it ain't happening. It's just can I
0: can I say that I want I'm gonna cut you off here for a second. Yeah, there was some moron who posted on a reply to your Twitter comment yesterday who said that. I don't remember the guy's name because it was obviously somebody who's hiding behind a fake name because they weren't willing to to attribute this moronic post to their real name. Calm uh, down, that, calm down. That, no, it, Shane, one of the dumbest things I've seen in a long time on Twitter. Okay. He's like, well, the Big 12 only wants ASU and is just using Arizona's leverage. Yeah. What in the actual heck are you talking about? Yeah, like, it's, delu- it's delusional. I looked at yeah. his Twitter feed. and I'm like, this guy is not plugged in with reality in the world.
1: Yeah. It's interesting though, that Arizona seems to be leading the way here and ASU is going to follow lockstep. You just, I mean, if nothing else, you think of TV markets, Phoenix is certainly more prominent than Tucson, but uh, for whatever reason, Arizona seems to be holding the cards here and ASU will probably, will probably follow uh, as long as Michael Crow doesn't get it in his own way. So I would just, I would like to see them stay together. I mean, they've been together since the border conference, pre-World War II, border conference, the WAC, the PAC-10, the PAC-12. So I would like to see that continue. Um it, if, and again, if nothing else, hopefully they uh, continue the football rivalry.
0: So, well, I made a mistake on last week's show. I talked about the grant of rights and how I think for existing members of the Big 12, it's uh, for a long time, like 100 years or maybe, I, I don't know. I, that's what I that's what I had understood. It's definitely
1: less than 100 years.
0: Uh, well, it's for a long time. We'll just say it's it's for a long time. Okay. Arizona would not be locked in here longer than the TV contract in all likelihood. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. I, this is a deal you have to take. Yeah. It's not saying you can't realign down the road if the Big Ten and and SEC go to forty teams.
1: You got to take if the sure die, thing though.
0: You got to yeah. take the sure bet here. It's yeah. and, and I cannot understand for the for the life of me what Michael Crow and ASU are holding on to. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the Pac twelve if with Oregon and Washington out, it's dead.
1: There's not there is no appeal. Like, I think Oregon and Washington leaving will motivate ASU to follow in lockstep. Well, players, it should right? if they and haven't Utah, already been. Yeah,
0: and Utah should do the same. And and, and and Stanford, unfortunately, they're going to get hung out to dry. The Big Ten kind of wants them, but they only want them with Notre Dame. So mm. the question is, what does Notre Dame do? Cal, nobody really cares about. And Washington State and Oregon State. Too bad that nobody cares about them either. They'll go to the Mountain West and they'll do just fine. And you know what? For those schools, Shane, there's still an automatic qualifier from the non-power whatever it's going to be.
1: Yeah. Four, three, whatever I know, it is. but you wouldn't be happy with that if Arizona was doing it. But no, for Washington I think so. State and Oregon State, it's fine.
0: Well, but I mean, the revenue up there, you know, I mean, I, I know no, they've I, got I some good football teams, and but they're not bringing in, you know, Arizona leads the, the Pac-12 in attendance in both basketball, uh, men's and women's. Yeah. You can't even, it's not even comparable. They they uh, draw, on most years, more, more football fans because their stadiums are bigger. Arizona Stadium is bigger yeah. than, than the other two. Yeah. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so here's my thing about this ASU thing. I believe it's not that hard to schedule non-conference
1: games with each other. Are yeah. you buying or selling that? I'll, I'll buy it at least for football. I mean, I don't think in the other sports they'd, they'd really go out of their way to, I mean, they might, you know, like um, even now in, in baseball, uh, Arizona plays uh GCU every year because it's an easy trip. So they probably they probably keep doing that for certain sports. I don't know about basketball. Oh, uh, I
0: think it has to be. You have to do a non conference. I mean, that's if they were to agree on that and to say, okay, we're going to play a non conference game once a year, and uh, you know, in football, basketball, you know, men's and women's, uh, and do a series in baseball and softball. I have no problem with it, and nor should anyone else. And by the way, I just want to address another point about yeah. Arizona not getting a chance some years to play a game in Phoenix. Well, the years that you're not scheduled to play ASU in the non-conference up here, you schedule a game at the Footprint Center as they're doing this year anyways
1: with Alabama. So really not that hard. They'd probably find a way to keep it going. I just don't think it's as necessary as football from a fan's perspective. I still think I that, do. I think, I, think it I, I think UCLA is a big arrival uh, for Arizona men's, uh, men's basketball. I know ASU is going to be playing that that Hail Mary and McHale Center on their highlight reel for the next century. Uh, but still, it, it's just not that big a rivalry compared to Arizona-UCLA, which is unfortunately uh, about to end. So, but as far as like you know, baseball, like a lot of times the, they'll you know take a, a you know a, a day trip and go play one game and come back home. So uh, something like that, I think you can, you could continue and maybe with some other sports as well. But to me, as long as they keep the football rivalry going, like Clemson and South Carolina do, and Florida and Florida, Florida State, Florida do, State yeah. despite yeah. their been being in different conferences, I, I'm I'm good with that.
0: All right. So I know this is going to be an area where you and I disagree, but if the territorial cup were to become a non-conference game, when should it be played Shane?
1: Hopefully still at the end of the year. Uh, and again, like, like, uh, Clemson, South Carolina, that's always played at the end of the year. I think Georgia Georgia tech is played at the end of the year. So I think you could still keep that going. Um, it may be a little bit trickier and there have been years already where that, that hasn't been the last game of the season. Uh, it almost always is, but I think back to, uh, 2011 both teams had a game afterwards uh there's been a couple of other instances of that so i would still you know as a traditionalist would like to see it played uh after right after thanksgiving it hasn't always been you know you go back to pre-world war ii sometimes those games were played earlier in the season um but i would like to see it uh be the last game of the regular season for both schools
0: yeah i don't care (laughs) I know I know you're not going to like this. But I don't care. As long as it's played, I don't, I don't care if it's played in September. Make it a night game. That's fine. If you played in November. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't care. Um, I I don't care who Arizona ends the season with. I, if you want to end it with TCU, you want to end it with Baylor. You want to end it with BYU. Fine. Don't care.
1: It would definitely change. Go. Ahead, I'm sorry. Just it would definitely change the perspective sometimes because a lot of times, you know, if you have a bad season. Uh, the one team can treat it like as their bowl game, which Arizona did a lot, especially that's how the streak started in the 80s when Arizona was on probation and wasn't bowl eligible in the early 80s. Uh, they, I talked to uh, Ricky Hundley and some other guys who said, we treated that game as their bowl game because we weren't going to a bowl game. And that's how Arizona was able, partly was able to beat Uh, ASU uh, even though ASU was a better team on paper uh, a lot of times in the 80s was that they had that kind of motivation and that's been good for Arizona over the years too Uh, years where they're just not very good it's like okay if we we could at least end the season uh, with the win over ASU it would be all worth it so if the the game was played earlier in the season that perspective would be thrown out the window so you talk about intangibles things that would change a bit
0: Okay, and that's fair. Um, I guess also it wouldn't, if it was played at the end of the year and it was non conference it wouldn't affect, you know, if Arizona was doing well in the Big 12 and let's say it was going to appear in the Big 12 championship game, it wouldn't affect that. Right. Um, you know, this is an unlikely scenario. I still think ASU will join yeah. uh, the, the Big 12, but I just wanted to throw that out there. I know my opinion of the game being played whenever is in the minority of others. I don't really care, but I completely understand your and others' perspective as far as the tradition of that goes. Well,
1: and I would, far, and the last thing I'll say about it is I would certainly rather that game be played earlier in the season than not at all. But yep. if, hopefully if, if Arizona and ASU do end up in different conferences, we're able to keep that that uh, post-Thanksgiving tradition going.
0: Uh, I just saw on Twitter uh, somebody posted, this is kind of a, a sick joke of a, you know, the submersive, the the mobile, the Titanic thing uh, oh. that, that sank with a Pac-12 logo on it yeah and i'm
1: like that's a that's easy though that's kind of it's
0: you know i cheap humor what can i say mm. Uh, all right so number three or number two shane i've got so many questions today who knows where we're at uh if arizona were to somehow stay in the pack uh it would be a program ruining decision unlikely but just want to throw it out there
1: Mm, i'll sell it i i don't think it would be program ruining i i think that um again if it if Provided that they're able to keep that that power designation and get an automatic college football playoff berth, I think that has to be part of it. And even the discussions I know on Thursday were centered on, uh, you know, the the appeal. One of the appeals for staying would be continuing to have that automatic bid uh, now that the college football playoff is is uh, is expanding. So uh, I don't, if they're able to keep that designation, I don't think it would be a disaster. I think in terms of recruiting, guys come to play for. For coaches, more than than the status of the of uh, the conference they play in, that their, their main focus is to get to the next level, which I think Jet and his staff have been fantastic at selling guys on. Come to Arizona, and we'll we'll prepare you for the next level. We've got a wealth of experience and knowledge there, uh, so I don't think it would be a disaster. I, I think that it would continue that era of uncertainty and and largely obscurity as well. If if we're going to mostly a streaming platform or whatever we end up with, but uh I, I so i'll sell that but i i would certainly rather uh, as we've discussed multiple times i'd rather arizona make that leap to the big 12.
0: all right so i think it would be a program ruining decision if they were to stay in the pack because what is the pack going to look like uh i i, I certainly don't know it, it without oregon or washington doesn't seem very good so to me i think it you are can't you are just i don't even know the right word i can't even speak today you're you're cannibalizing your program. I mean, you're, you're ruining it by staying in a weak conference. You might as well go to the mountain West at that point because the mountain West are arguably would be stronger.
1: Yeah. If, I mean, if Klyavkov and the pacto CEOs that they came in and, and made a last ditch pitch and begrudgingly persuade the university presidents to stay, I can't imagine how they regroup and do it again after Oregon and Washington have left. I don't see a way back now, but you know, who knows?
0: Yeah, I mean I, I don't see a way back now uh either. Uh, but you never know. Uh it's it's gonna be a uh it's gonna be a crazy next 48, 72, 96 hours. I hope Arizona gets this done before you and I even put out this podcast. Yeah, I just too. make the announcement and we're and we're done with it, right? Yeah, uh, number three, uh Arizona will immediately or would immediately be able to compete in both football and basketball in the Big Twelve by herself.
1: Bye. Yeah, uh, a year ago I might not have said so with football, but you know, men's basketball, obviously, you know, they're they're doing great at, already with Tommy Lloyd. You know, the NCAA tournament results notwithstanding, they've had they're obviously still a a, a power program, and and uh, Lloyd has done a great job uh, refilling this roster uh, this season. And as far as football, you know, especially with Texas and OU leaving, um, you, you, you run down the, the conference. There, there are, I would say, there are some more. I don't want to say gimmies, but potential. Games I feel better about in the Big 12 than I would at the at, as the Pac 12 is this year. And we talked about how there aren't aren't really any gimmies on Arizona's schedule, especially because uh, the, the games look look to be a bit easier on the road. But you think about playing teams lo- like like Kansas or uh, who else am I trying to think of? You know, Kansas is one is one that that would be up there. I think they would be competitive. I think that they would be as competitive as they as they happen in, in the Pac 12. Uh, I think certainly the recruiting could shift a little bit, um, which I'm a little concerned about because I think they've done very well in California and how well will they still be able to continue to recruit there. It's not like they can't still recruit there, even if if they move to the Big 12, but I think they'd be able to compete right away. I don't think it would. I think this program is on an upward trajectory, and I don't think moving to the Big 12 would change that.
0: I think it would be an outstanding move. I think they they would compete right away. I think in mm-hmm. basketball, you're looking at a team that's an upper echelon team just about every year under Tommy Lloyd uh, in the Big 12. So I'm all for it. And I think it, when it comes to football, um, I, I don't think the Big 12 is that strong. I mean, you have a, you know, without Texas and Oklahoma, you have teams that have peaked like Cincinnati now. And, and TCU obviously was in the championship game last year. But there's no one year in, year out. And Kansas State also was, you know, very good. But you don't have a team that's where you're like, that is a dominant powerhouse like a USC or an Oregon. Not consistently. Right. There's nobody. I mean, you're going to have teams that, you know, Baylor has spiked. TCU has spiked. uh, Texas Tech, you know, under in the Mike Leeds days, that spiked. Kansas State has as well. But there's nobody, as we said, year in, year out, where you're like, yeah, I think that Arizona is definitely a notch below them. Let's put it this way. When if Arizona were to beat any team in the Big Twelve, would they make a T-shirt in the bookstore for it? Like if they were to beat USC?
1: Yeah, good, good I mean, point. probably yeah. not. OK State, we beat OK State in uh, twenty twelve. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Uh, yeah, TCU. Uh, I mean,
0: what are you gonna, Baylor, who's and... going to buy a
1: oh we beat TCU shirt? Yeah, nobody. No, nobody. So, I mean, I, I think I think as a whole the conference is probably a little bit better, but in terms of like consistent powerhouse teams, like like you think Oregon or USC. I, I think I think the conference would be up for grabs more often, put it that way.
0: Yeah, I think I think so too. I think you're you're not having the the, the top heavy conference that the Pac twelve has been generally of late. Yeah. If Utah comes in, I mean Utah very well could be the best team yeah. during your out yeah. under Kyle Whittingham but how much longer does he have as well? So uh, it's going to be a very interesting time. You and I have broken it down in many ways, and we have more to discuss. Unfortunately, no guests this week, but we have more to discuss in our next segment here on Wildcat Country. What's up, Wildcat country? It's Robbie G, baby, and I am gearing up for a big year with Coach Jetfish, and excited to see what the Arizona Wildcats do this football season. And just like the football team, we stepped up our program as well with the official licensed U of A ice shaker, baby. Check it out and get it at fanatics.com. Bear Down, Arizona. Let's go. So a couple other things that we want to discuss before uh, we end the show. First of all, Arizona got a big quarterback recruit out of Basha High. We talked about this the other week. DeMond Williams committed to the Wildcats. Uh, he might be, he's about 5'11 quarterback out of, as I said, Basha High in the Phoenix area. Uh was an old Miss commit. He is the 17th ranked quarterback according to 24 sports, uh, 24-7 sports nationally. Uh, it's a great get for the Wildcats and yeah. definitely some pressure on Noah Fafita. Uh, you're going to have, and, and, uh, you know, you're going to have some competition
1: coming in next year. Well, and, and Williams has the height advantage at five eleven over Noah Fofita as well, but yeah, they've got three great, they'll have three great quarterback options next season, uh, beyond Delora. And, uh, it's, it's astounding what Arizona has done in state, in terms of in state recruiting. I believe they have five of the top 20, uh, recruits in Arizona, um, secure uh, committed to the Wildcats for next season, um, which I think ASU wow. has I two. Mean, Oregon has three. Yeah, so that is a big shift um, from from just a few years ago, where Kevin Sumlin and his staff wouldn't even go after those kinds of guys. Uh, so it, it's remarkable what he's done in state, and uh, Arizona's quarterback room should be secure for going forward. They're gonna they've they've got already you know one of the most maybe unproven, but but one of the certainly one of the deepest uh, heading into next year.
0: Uh, love it. Great job, Jed Fish. Crush. I mean, it's just so cool to see Arizona recruiting these in-state kids yeah. and landing them like this. I, I absolutely, absolutely love it. And then finally, we couldn't uh, do a show without talking about the new name of that stadium in Tempe. Shane, I'm sure you have some thoughts on whatever it's called, even though we're still going to call it Sun Devil Stadium.
1: Is it a good move or a bad move? Well, it's a move that, that Arizona should have made a long time ago. I, 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 used, to, I used to write for the Arizona Daily Wild kit and I wrote a column back in 2001 about how Arizona uh, should uh, give away the naming rights to its stadium. Uh, and I still think that. It's it's an easy revenue stream. It's not like it's named after someone. You know, Someone mentioned, okay, well, what about McHale Center? I wouldn't touch McHale Center because it's named after Pop McHale, who's a legend in, at the University of Arizona. Uh, but Arizona Stadium, it's generic. People are still going to call it that. If you if you name it after you know you rename it E.G. Stadium or whatever, it, you're still going to call it Arizona Stadium or oh I'll meet you at the football stadium or whatever you know. So I don't think it's going to change much except bring in a little more revenue for the school. So uh, I think it's a move that you know, ASU made. They made it with the bat with the uh, basketball arena a while ago, which I think you still call the activity center. I do. Um, so, but that was an easy decision for them as well too because it's you know the activity center. It's not named after uh, you know a Sun Devil basketball great, which you know, for obvious reasons. But uh, on the football side, uh, it's something Arizona should do. And hopefully they're looking into it. Hopefully this motivates them to do it. I kind of doubt it, but uh, I wouldn't touch McHale center, but I would rename Arizona stadium uh, and get a few more million dollars in uh, athletics revenue.
0: Well, I think I also don't have a problem with, you know, if you find like a cool sponsor, like I'm all for it. I know that's, you know, like a cool name for it. Yeah. um. I don't really like. You look at the the my the stadium in Miami where the Hurricanes and the Dolphins play. That na- that thing has been renamed like ten times. Mm. I mean, literally, I, well, they like still the sun, call it. The- jo- it's Joe, Joe Robbie Stadium. Yeah. Right. Well, the like, Suns, are, you... the
1: Suns Arena has been has been around for what thirty. years? What do you years? call That's it? Weird.
0: What if if I asked you where do the Suns play? What do you say?
1: What's the first oh, thing? Well, I would say the Footprint Center, but yeah, it, it's. I'd say America West Arena, America West Arena, U.S. Airways Center, Talking Stick yeah. Resort Arena, Phoenix Suns right. Arena, and yeah, and well, I, I will say though, as far as cool names, ASU got it right by naming their hockey arena the uh, Mullet. The Mullet. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, because they
0: they had a they had a sponsor that did that. So right. Or, That's what I'm saying. That yeah. Right.
1: But that is kind of a cool name. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh,
0: Anything you could do to get extra revenue there, everybody's still going to call it Arizona Stadium. Though. Yeah. Like there's no, but if it's, you know, uh, Casino del Sol, Arizona Stadium, or Arizona Stadium, I don't know, something with something like that. Like, I guess you could do Casino del Sol Stadium, but right. everybody's still going to call it Arizona Stadium. Right. If you're or, a, or, the, a more... or
1: just the football stadium. Like you talk to your friends, I'll meet you at the stadium, or I'll meet, you know, at, at so-and-so time. Well, so I, I look that.
0: at it, if you're
1: one of those companies that, from
0: a marketing perspective, like why are you doing that everybody's still going to call it that i i guess maybe in the tv listing or you know on tv they're saying we're here at casino del sol stadium or whatever yeah. you know someone uh,
1: someone mentioned on on twitter the other day it's like i like i does it, do these things really work because like our buddy jeff dean he mentions the the Lexus of Tucson charity 3 it's like i never bought a Lexus because of that does anyone really do that and my answer is I guess, because companies keep paying for it. There must be something there. So I've always wondered that myself, just because you have the name of it. Does, does that mean people are really going to do more business with you? But apparently the answer is yes, because uh, because companies keep doing that. And as long as you want to keep forking over the money, I'm okay with it. Marketing 101. Hey, we're all for it. Uh,
0: listen, you want people to, you know, you advertise a brand, you want somebody to to buy it. I just think from a stadium perspective where everybody already has the name of the stadium that the true fans have the name of the stadium in hand or you know they already know it by by heart I you know I don't I don't know if it it does as much but hey good for ASU for getting that extra revenue stream yep. not good for ASU for holding up uh, everything to the Big 12 uh let's just get on with it already hopefully by the time Shane and I are on next week uh we are talking about Arizona in the Big 12 and what will scheduling look like Uh, It should be a wild time. And hopefully when you're listening to this podcast, it's still kind of up to date. We'll find out about that. So for for Shane Dale, I'm Eric Cohen. Thanks for listening. And as always, especially now, bear down.